You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about the importance of relationship within supervision. This week, we read Eight Destructive Myths About Friendship, published in Psychology Today, 2022. Heather, the first point in this article was that relationships are not effortless, including supervision relationships. Right. And I think that's so important. I think often we just see it as like a dynamic that has to play out because this is what the rules are. We have to have a supervisor when we're trying to get our hours. But you really do get out of supervision what you put into it on both sides as a supervisor and as a supervisee. Mm -hmm. Can you think of a time where you had a supervisee, maybe you were the supervisee, and you realized, yeah, I'm going to need to put some work into this relationship to make it continue to work for me? I think I learned very early on with my very first supervisor that if I didn't come in prepared, because this was a supervisor that didn't provide very much structure. And so if I didn't come in prepared with what I wanted to talk about, by no means was he going to lead the way. We would end up talking about things that really weren't going to help me. In the right. Way. So I had to come in every week. I kind of developed with him my own way I did supervision because I needed more. And he was a great wealth of information. Uh-huh. But if I didn't come in with like what I needed. It wasn't going to be right. productive. Right. Right now in my supervision, once a month I have group supervision and I ask all of the supervisees to bring in a resource oh, to share that. with the group. Mm-hmm. And I thought of that because I thought, you know, all of my supervisees have different backgrounds or work in different settings. How great to share all those resources Mm -hmm. that they probably take for granted and think, well, everybody knows what ages and stages is or something like that. (laughs) I really have to keep on them about that, even though they do appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I, at a minimum, have to tell them the week before, hey, remember next week we're meeting as a group and so you're going to bring a resource, right? (laughs) And so I'll acknowledge that... Maybe we all forget sometimes or something like that, but I don't let them off the hook either. Right. If they show up for supervision that week and they don't have a resource, we sit and wait. Right. You can find one. <laughs> Pick one up. Right. Yeah. What, what's something you used in the last week that maybe you haven't shared before? Right. So I do. I want them to work. I want, mm-hmm. I expect I'm going to work. Right. You know, we didn't really talk about this ahead of time, but I'm also thinking about relationships within the community. Like, And I don't necessarily mean people you would refer to, but we work with lots of different professionals, whether it's a psychiatrist, psychologist, sometimes people at schools, different things. One of my friends is a school counselor. Well, she obviously does different things than I do in my job. But because of that, every once in a while, like we go out to lunch and make it a thing that like we're feeding our relationship as friends. Yes, but also professionally. What are the newest things? What trainings did she go to? It's a big push right now in the school district she's in to do restorative discipline. And huh. that's very uncomfortable for her. That's not something that she enjoys at all. She doesn't think that it's valid and she thinks it causes more problems. And so we just had a big, long lunch about, like, how can she do this and continue working in the school district? Yeah. And then not necessarily believe in it clinically. Right. Interesting. So, I mean, thinking about it that way, we, you know, when I first got out of school, I went to do person-centered play therapy and went, that doesn't fit where I'm at at all. I'm going to have to work to figure out how mm-hmm. to apply that to where I'm at right now. 
And so I think that that is true in supervision, Mm -hmm. how we provide supervision. Right. Like, what if we've got a supervisee that's working in a setting that we don't have a ton of experience with? Right. Or right now I have a supervisee that does a lot of infant mental health. Mm -hmm. And while I've done that, it's been a while. Right. So certainly there's new info Mm -hmm. that I'm not, that I haven't been up on. So I need to catch up. Right. The next point in the article, invest in your supervision relationship. I think... We're talking about that. Right. You can't just assume that it's going to work well or... Well, like what you just said, you've done uh, infant mental health before, but you haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. And so going back and refreshing those skills, yes, but then also I'm sure she's probably going to bring to the table something you don't know about or something new. And so it's like mm-hmm. respecting that like equal give and take in the relationship. Yeah. When I think of this point, I'm thinking about a time or times where either... I was in supervision or I'm providing the supervision and I realize that we've had a disagreement mm-hmm. or maybe we're frustrated with each other right. and realizing, okay, I I need to address that. Right. I could, you know, just skim past it and jump into client stuff and talking about mm-hmm. clients or case conceptualizing right. or something. But I really need to address that we're upset with each other. Right. I think it's important to invest that time and effort into those kind of relationships. So when you hit those speed bumps, mm-hmm. it's not so shocking, right? Mm-hmm. No one ever likes to have kind of like a conversation that's hard to have from as a supervisor. I don't like to have them. Right. But also as a supervisee, I didn't want to have like I wanted to yes. do everything right. I didn't yeah. want to have to have yeah. them. But if you think about if your relationship is strong from the get go, if you're building foundations where there's like gentle nudges and reminders as you go along then it's not so shocking or like so scary if you're like, hey, I've noticed that like all of your sessions are 45 minutes. Is there mm-hmm. a reason that you're, you know, mm-hmm. is there a reason behind that? And kind of mm-hmm. just like, then it's not so abrasive. If- right. Wow. That makes me think of so many different examples that I, I wasn't real connecting to this. But mm-hmm. I had a supervisee, sometimes she listens, so I wonder if she'll <laughs> listen to this one. But I started working with her when her baby was about six months. Right. Must have been younger, maybe four months. Okay. And at the time, we went, okay, she's going to have trouble with childcare a little mm-hmm. bit, but we can work this out. Bring your bring your baby. She's in the car seat. She's, right. I mean, we timed it so that... It's nap time. When we, <laughs> right. When we met, it was uh-huh. nap time, so right. no big deal. And probably for three or four months, it really was no big deal. Right. See, she slept in the car seat. Mm-hmm. No, I mean... Right. Fine. She was quiet. There was maybe a little bit of noise and you could like rock her a little right. bit and she'd be quiet again. But in the time that I supervised this person, I want to say she was, maybe it was like two years later, mm-hmm. two and a half ish. Mm-hmm. And by then she would bring a blanket and mm-hmm. sit on the blanket. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, it was like she'd roll over, mm-hmm. she'd roll back over. Right. I mean, that, that's right. about Could all. work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we got to a point where she was big enough to get up and walk. Oh, yeah. And she started getting things out. Mm -hmm. And it was already, my room is made for kids. I wasn't bothered by a kid playing with toys. But she wanted to put the pretend food in her mouth. Oh, yeah. And, man, I don't know how this little kid could find the pretend (laughs) mushrooms. Every time. (laughs) Every time. In this whole big bucket, she could pick out those little pretend mushrooms. And they were just the perfect size that it was scary that she could have choked on. Right. And so then I would even pull out the pretend bedrooms <laughs> and like put them on a shelf where right, she couldn't real. reach them. But the, to me, the final straw was that I had a coat rack in the corner mm-hmm. 
and she pulled it over oh, on top of her. Yeah. And it was scary. Uh-huh. And it, and she she was upset and scared. And I did the in the week in between, I started working myself up to I'm gonna have to tell her this isn't working right. anymore. This is just too much. We're not good, focused. Right. right. It was good that it worked for a long time, right. but it can't continue right. if she's gonna be able to mm-hmm. move around and, and get things so easily. Right. It was a kind of a hard conversation. Of course. I mean, and at that point, at least you had some rapport already with mm-hmm. your supervisee. And so it was easy, easier mm-hmm. to be like, hey. That's a good point. Yeah. Even then, I still thought, oh, I'm going to have to say this to her. I'm, I'm sure it's going to cause an issue. If she had another option, she would have taken it already. Right. So, yeah, I can think of quite a few situations where I think I had to lean in and decide I have to have this tough conversation. Right. And most of the time, if we have those tough conversations, you really can use it as like a growing spot. I agree. I think to me, I make myself have those tough conversations, even if I could maybe rationalize right. the account of it. <laughs> because I think these are the tough conversations you have with clients. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not willing to do it, how could I ask one of them right. to do it? And I'm modeling for them how you handle exactly. a tough conversation. Exactly. There's a lot more. That's part of that supervision dynamic that mm-hmm. is different in a relationship. Mm-hmm. We are constantly modeling interactions mm-hmm. and how to handle different hard things. A difficult parent, mm-hmm. a difficult client. Mm-hmm. Heather, our last point is all relationships are different and sometimes they change and sometimes they end. Right. I remember you and I talking about something and you saying, you know, you better like your supervisee because you could have them for a long time. They could yes. be with you for five years. Yes. So that's important to consider. But also it's, I've had one or two supervisees along the way either get additional supervision or step away from doing supervision with me because they're pursuing something I am not the expert in. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to go do EMDR work. I can't really supervise that. So Mm -hmm. it's important for them to get their own supervision. Oh, you know, we talked about this one day when we weren't recording, but and we kind of joked that we would include this. Oh, (laughs) that you and I are a good example of this. Oh, yes. So I don't think that we've ever talked about it in the podcast, but I was at LPCS with an LMFT provisional license, and that's how you and I met, because you were an LMFTS, Mm -hmm. and I needed supervision. Right. So our relationship isn't maybe like the the cookie-cutter stereotypical (laughs) relationship, but that I had a good amount of counseling experience, you had a lot of counseling experience when we met, and that I got, I received supervision from you. And that now our relationship changed again, that we weren't in supervision anymore. We consult with each other and work together in different ways. Do you remember when we finished supervision? Did we say anything? Did we have like an agreement or did we say, well, that's. I think it was like, well, we're done now. Like those hours got submitted. (laughs) Yeah. But we were definitely not. I mean, I wasn't ready to like step away because and I think I've shared this before, but. I, I think supervision is a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that we grow as colleagues when we can rely on your network of people, but also on the people that you're closest to. So I can call you and go, so do you really think this is eating disorder or is this just choiceful behavior? You yeah. know, and I can do those things where you don't always have people directly that you can consult with that quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we ever said like, okay, we're signing this paperwork, but no, we're not done. goodbye. Right. I don't think we said that, but I think... I don't remember what we said, but it wasn't direct. We yeah. weren't clear about, okay, well, now take off your supervisor hat. Right. Do something Ding. different. This isn't that wasn't. <laughs> no. I don't remember. It's so strange. But it does, I really don't either. <laughs> it does mean that our relationship and dynamic has changed over time. Absolutely. And sometimes it means that also that relationships 
sometimes end. Right. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they change. How many supervisees have you had where the relationship really did end? That was it. Maybe two. One of them moved away. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know. I wouldn't even necessarily say that it ended because still on occasion I'm on a like, oh my gosh, I can't think of what it's called. When you apply for a job and you need a uh, reference. reference. I could not Mm -hmm. get resource out of my head. So I'm still on that for them. So no problem. But Mm -hmm. another one ended and I think it was choiceful. We were both all done. Like it was like, oh, okay, great. You got your hours and that's about all of that I could handle anyway. So good job. Good Mm -hmm. luck. You know, (laughs) I think even... May out of all the supervisors I had, I think I have had, I've said goodbye to two of them. But one of those I would include would be a supervisor that I had during school. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was really committed to doing agency and nonprofit work. Right. And he said to me, I don't know. That's why I don't mess with that agency stuff. And I went, Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. So that didn't feel like a great match. Right. So I said bye to that person and and one other. But all of the other supervisors I've had, I think I still have pretty consistent relationships with them. I still oh, do. yeah. I mean, supervisors like that, I, yeah. I follow them or go to their trainings if they have them or mm-hmm. and once in a while we'll just check in or funny enough, I've had referrals from them. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's just, I do think once you kind of start that network, generally speaking, it sticks. I mean, there's yeah. not too many that I've really like ended. Yeah. I really emphasize the last couple of times we meet that they need to build their network and they mm-hmm. need to have a, a people around them that support right. them and can give them feedback. And I tell them, including me. Right. So that means just because we don't, we're not, we don't have a meeting time each week. Right. You still know how to get in touch with me. And you have, if you have right. questions or you get stuck or, or mm-hmm. they can reach back out. Some of them do that more than others. Right. And I think, I mean, now that we're kind of getting out of the COVID world a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. before I would run into people at trainings or yeah. at, like you'd see people and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, we worked together five years ago or whatever. Yeah. And that's always fun. So hopefully someday we'll get back to that. <laughs> Recently, I went to play the state play therapy conference and the current president is someone that I supervised toward, towards her that's credential. Fun. I didn't even think about it because I think our relationship has changed and I don't think of her. Right as a supervisee anymore. But at one point, I think I won a raffle or something. Mm-hmm. And she went, oh, it's Sarah. And Sarah's my, Sarah was my RPT supervisor. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that feels like a really, really long time right. ago. Right. It's a whole different world. Yeah. So they change and sometimes they end, but there is no one way to be a supervisor right. or a supervisee. Right. There's no direct manual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Heather and I would love to hear about your supervision relationship ups and downs and twists. Thank you for listening today to Supervision with a Vision. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.